Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we're honored to hear from pastor, author, and podcaster Havila Cunnington as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing boundaries and some of Havila's journey in understanding what boundaries meant for her. She'll give practical tools and insight into how to incorporate boundaries into friendships, careers, and self-care. But first, we'll join McKelty and Havila as they talk about the fun ways they got their names. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And so she was like, I'm going to switch it to sound more feminine, so it'll be McKelty. I, so your mom's the boss. Like, she's that's the amazing. She's the best. So I, yeah, McKelty. I would name life. my daughter that because I like, I like boy names. You know, I would have named my daughter. I'm not having kids, but that would be <laughs> McKelty's a fabulous Thank name. Thank you. I one time had someone at a coffee shop was like, can I take your name? Like yeah. that my caribou barista yeah. was like, can I use this for my daughter? I'm pregnant. And <laughs> I'm like, how we feel because yes. you're looking for names that are unique. Yeah. McKelty's. I like that a lot. Where did your name come from? Hebrew, the Bible. Oh, so okay. it's, um, there was the Garden of Eden and then to the land of gold, which are those mm. rivers that flowed out mm-hmm. of the Garden of Eden to the land of gold, which is Havilah. So that is beautiful. I, isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. And nobody knows. I'm like, we all read our Bibles, but nobody ever knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's in Genesis 2. Like, we're talking second chapter, and everyone's like, I've never I've heard. Never I'm like, it. how good are we? Like, as believers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. it's Eve. How? Where's that oh. from? You're like, I know, but it's true. I don't know either. I, I think it's a boy it. name, too. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I've never heard it. But I already pressed record because oh, we're did? having okay, so much awesome. fun. <laughs> I'm like. But I, because I was like, this is good. I'm going to press record. And we're just going to go for it. But Havala, <laughs> thank you for coming on our podcast and stepping away from the busy schedule that you have. We're at Thrive. I know. I was like, people are probably going to hear the music in the background every <laughs> once in a while because we're having a party. We really we are. <laughs> it's like a legit group of women, like yeah. a big group of women. I was telling Faith, our host, that I was like, wow, you guys must have such momentum to gather this many women in this season of history mm-hmm. in this area of the nation. Like, wow. In four months. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Carol did it in four months. Yeah, she's not, she, I said, I literally said this to Faith. I said, whatever's on Carol's life is very evident because mm-hmm. this is a very difficult mm-hmm. thing to do. So yeah. good job, Carol. Yeah, but <laughs> we are just thrilled to have you. And by the time people hear this, you will have already spoken and will already know how amazing you are. But <laughs> right. for the people Prophesy. who do not know you yet or didn't get to hear you speak, yeah. would you mind just introducing yourself and personally and your ministry and just what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited to be with you and the Thrive community. And, you know, I, my name is Havila Cunnington. Yes, it's hard to say. My Starbucks name is Havila Cunningham because that's how <laughs> I can never get it right. But I'm Havila, like Pamela with an H. Mm-hmm. And I live in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I go, I'm a part of a church called Bethel Church mm-hmm. and I'm the women's pastor there. And I also run a nonprofit ministry based out of Northern California called Truth to table, like Mm -hmm. farm to fork. Mm -hmm. And we lead Bible studies, um, an annual Bible study every January. That's free for anybody in the world. And we have about 25,000 women that join that. And then we also have other Bible studies that are long. We have leadership lessons, e-courses, a podcast, a community, a a truth academy. I mean, we're busy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also a wife of 15 years to the love of my life and baby maker, Ben Cunnington. (laughs) And I also... Am, I have four boys. So we mm-hmm. started having babies right away. I had four boys in five years. And I always say I had four boys in five years and four C-sections in five years. Mm. So I win. <laughs> and um, 
And then I stopped having kids. My tubes have been cut tight and burned, and we are not having any miracle babies. Um, but I am, uh, that's what I do. So I travel about two to three times on the, on the road a month, and we go all over the world. It's amazing. I love it. What I'm is shocked. your favorite part about traveling and just ministering? Yes. Okay. Well, those are two different things. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so that the first thing I like about <laughs> travel is I always love traveling. I grew up traveling. My dad was a minister mm-hmm. and he was on the road eight months out of the year and we were on the road six months. So I, I felt very comfortable in airports and mm-hmm. airplanes and all the things. Um, but what I really love is two things. Number one, I love exploring new places. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the explore. I'm the girl that's going to wear the headset and do the museum tour and mm, ride yes. the double-decker bus yep. and wear the shirt. And I, I'm that person. Like, I love London. I don't care who knows I'm a tourist. Yes, yeah. a thousand percent. <laughs> like, you can judge me. I don't really care. I'm, I'm going to fake a British accent. Like, it's going to happen. I'm the girl that's getting pickpocketed because I'm watching every street performer. Like, that's me. And then I also love, actually, the travel for me personally is to be alone a little bit because mm. my life is so full that I like to be on the road by myself. And then I get to wake up on my own and take a shower hour by myself. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm taking shots with other people, maybe, but I know I'm what saying, you mean. and wake up and, and just get time to think and process. So I love that. And then in ministry, I've, I, I'm amazed of the places that God takes me, that there is a group of people. There's a remnant of amazing, phenomenal, spirit-filled, spirit-led women Amen. that yeah. know, we don't know each other, but when you see and meet each other, you're like family. Yes. And that is profound. And I think I remember like being shocked that there's, there's just a lot of places I don't know about. And I get there, there's thousands of women, just, you know, like a thrive that I wouldn't known about years ago. Mm-hmm. And to come here and see thousands of women from around the area, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I love that. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> but what I'm really excited to talk about is boundaries. Oh. That was what I was like, okay, what are we going to chat about? Let's talk yes. about boundaries. You have a book on boundaries. Yes. It's called I Do Boundaries, mm-hmm. Fighting Your Power, um, Protect What Matters, and Stop Feeling Bad About It. I... I feel very passionate about boundaries. I'm a social worker. I'm all okay. about self-care, boundaries. You know. I talk about it all day. I know. So for you, though, what? where did this come from? Yeah. Like, where did the seasons of figuring out what is a boundary, what does that mean for you? Um, and was there a time in your life that you're like, okay, hold yeah. on. This is what I need to do. Yeah, great question. And I feel like you'll relate to this because you are a new mom. Of mm-hmm. a ten-month-old little boy, ten-month-old, <laughs> and um, I was—I went into ministry young. I was seventeen when I started ministering, and by eighteen, I was on the road. And wow. then I know it was really wild. It was sovereign, and I had a twin sister, so her and I would travel, and we cleaned houses during the week, and then we'd use that money, and then we'd travel and do like youth groups and group homes and juvenile hall and anywhere mm-hmm. anybody that would have us. And then I did that and I was pretty like celibate and not, I mean, not pretty celibate. I was celibate and ready, like give, given to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And by 25, I didn't have any prospects. I was like, I guess am I going to get married? It's God going to give me somebody. And I had um, been proposed to a couple of times and said, no, that's not what God has for me. And, um, Long story short, when I got married, I had my first baby the first year. I had my second baby the second and a half year of marriage, and I'm in full-time ministry, and I realized my life wasn't working, and I went to a pediatric appointment, and the doctor said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. Like, I can't get it together. I can't take a shower. I mean, I've had a baby already a year and a half ago, but this is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And she said, it sounds like you have postpartum depression. And when she said it, have you ever had someone say something to you where you go, that's it. And my eyes filled with tears. 
and I'm an ordained minister sitting in this pediatric office. She doesn't know what's happening, but for me, it was like a light bulb went on. And I went down to my car and I called a friend of mine whose mom was a Christian counselor. And I told her, hey, I think I might have postpartum depression. She opened up the door for me to come the next day. I thought she was being kind. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know is that they get really scared that you might hurt your baby. (laughs) So they're like, we need you in here now. So I go in there and basically, um, at the end of that appointment, she says, do you want to know what I think? And I said, yes. And she said, out of the 14 signs of postpartum, you have 13. Wow. So I went and met with her every week for six months. And then at the six month mark to not give you every play by play, um, she said something that I always said, make, made me want to punch her in the face. She (laughs) said, um, Havala, you would have been in here eventually. The baby got you here sooner. Mm. And that was just I knew she was right, but I yeah. didn't know why. Yeah. So she began to explain to me that I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't know what belonged to me and what belonged to someone else. I didn't know that being a good Christian girl wasn't being a yes girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that I wasn't responsible to make people happy with me or that if they were mad at me, it wasn't my responsibility to make sure that they would be happy again. I didn't understand. And so it t- I took me on a journey of learning boundaries and and then I then I had to live it out. So yeah. I got the messaging and that was when my my 13-year-old now was at that age. So that was almost I mean obviously 13 years ago and then I lived it out and then I wrote the book a year ago. Mm-hmm. So you can see I it took me a decade to begin to live it out, walk it out, feel it out. And I don't mean that every message that God gives us is that, but for me when I talk about it it's conviction. It's like I have used this in my life every single flipping day yeah. for the last <laughs> decade and it's the reason I travel the world. I have four kids. I don't have a nanny. I don't I don't I have a little bit of help. Um, I love my life. My kids love me. I'm not anxious. I, I feel really, I, I have a great life and it's not because I'm a type A workaholic. It's because I know what belongs to me and what doesn't. Mm. And I don't, I don't exhaust myself carrying things that I'm not meant to carry. Yeah. Oh, that's that was so a long good. answer. No, so. I loved every second of <laughs> Ask it. Ask a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really appreciate that you said is that like, it's been a journey because I think in our head, we're always like, okay, so now that I know this, I have to do it. I have to, it's going to be like perfect in like 10 months. I'm going to figure it out. Yes. But it takes a journey. It it does because boundaries are breathable. They're mm. not walls. They're not borders. They're like breathable. So I was thinking, you're know, like, you had a baby in COVID, which yeah. is like no joke. Cause you and I both had C-sections. You have a little guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a couple girlfriends that had babies in COVID and it was like scary. It was like, can I go to the hospital? Is my spouse going to be there? Yeah. When I bring him home, none of the family met them. You can't, no one can fly in. No one can bring you meals. I mean, it was just really intense. And so I had three, I had four babies and all of which were, were Nick were preemies. One mm-hmm. was in the NICU, the last one, but I had to really protect them because if the baby got a fever, we went to the hospital no matter what. So initially I would tell people, you can come to my front door and wave out the window and drop a meal at the doorstop, but that's all you can do. And then a month in, then I had those that could wash their hands and I knew were safe. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, I'd take them to church and people could see them, but I wouldn't pass them around. And then, you know, five months later, I could pass them around, check them into nursery, whatever it was. But that's how boundaries operate. So it would be very strange if I had a 13-year-old and I only allowed you to come to the window and wave at us. (laughs) That's like a lifetime movie. Yeah. So what we want to do is understand that their boundaries are ebb and flow depending on the season of life, mm-hmm. depending on what God's asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And it really is important to know what's ours and what we can actually manage to carry. So that's why I think 
knowing how that operates, then we can look at our lives and go, okay, did I take a new job on? Am I at an age where my kids, I have more freedom? Um, am I actually dealing with something in a medical way? And so I have different boundaries that allow me to stay safe and fully vibrant. And yeah. one of the things that's really important, you didn't ask me this, but I just want to make sure our listeners yeah. hear this. There are three specific areas that God holds me entirely responsible for, and God holds you entirely responsible for. And when you get to heaven, he will ask you how you stewarded those three areas. So to give it away, the first are your feelings. Mm -hmm. Feelings have no moral value. The Bible says you can be angry and sin not to actions. Mm -hmm. One is an emotion that is uh, impulsive and and it's there's no way we could get away from it. It just Humanity. gives information, yeah. information, right? Anger, fear, joy. Those are that's just information. And then the choices uh, that we make with that is where it really rises and falls. So our feelings need often to be healed. Our, mm. Some of us have emotions that need to be healed, that need to be restored, that need to be empowered. Um, and then our attitudes are what we think about life. So our attitudes are in our yard. That's the second thing. So our feelings are what we feel about life and feel about others. That's in our yard. And then what we think about life and think about others and think about ourselves is in our yard. And then lastly is our choices, what we do with our life. Mm. So what I feel what I think and what I do are all within my yard and God wants to help me steward that. Mm. So the way that it makes life better is if you and I are trying to do life together and you're like, Havala, this is like, can you meet me here? And I'm, I'm late. And you, now you feel like she forgot about, I'm hurt. Mm. She's late. Um, maybe she doesn't like me. Um, you know what? I'm never going to invite her out again. All three of those are your choices. You could make another, you could have another emotion. I'm angry, but you know what? I'm going to give empathy. I'm going to choose empathy. And then, you know what? I'm going to choose that she believes the best. That was an accident on being late. And then, you know what? I'm going to invest in our friendship. That's my choice. So when we start to get clear on that, life gets really, so all you do as a believer is you filter and edit mm. every conversation, every post on socials, every message somebody gives, every podcast, wink, wink, that you're listening to. <laughs> Those, you filter, mine, mm -hmm. yours, mm -hmm. mine, yours, God's mine, God's mine. And when you start to edit and you have a natural editing, life gets a lot easier. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> going off on that a little bit. So when we're looking at setting boundaries, so important in our life, what does it look like to still be setting boundaries even in the areas that God called you in? Because I think that that can be very common. We're like, we're giving in our ministry. We're giving as a mom. We're called to be moms and, and wives and things like that. We're giving and giving and giving. And so maybe it's just me, but sometimes I feel a sense of guilt when I'm tired or exhausted and when I have to say no to something because I'm like, oh, but God has called me to do this. But we still have to set those boundaries. Know, so what right? does that look like? That is the That's like the golden ticket. Like, how do I do that? I would say, first of all, um, it's called spheres of relationship. So when we start to look at our life like a target where we have the inner core and then external outwardly. So in my inner core, I used to put a lot of people. It was my boss. It was my pastor. It was my mom and dad. It was my sister. It was my husband. It was my best friend. But when you have all those people in your inner core being able to talk to you about your life, then you, in, you tend to feel overwhelmed, yeah. right? Jesus had three. Jesus had the one, Jesus had the three, Jesus had the 12, then he had the, the, the 25 and then he had or 75 and then he had the multitude. So even the way Jesus lived is how we are to live. So your sphere is right now, your husband, mm -hmm. a spirit, maybe a spiritual leader. And that's it. That's mm -hmm. your sphere. That's the inner core, right? God, 
first first and foremost, my husband and maybe somebody who has a spiritual ability to, or a counselor, someone in your life. Yeah. And then another layer, right, a little bit further out would be maybe your boss, maybe it's a best friend. And so when you start to put people in those sections, then you start to see where what they get from me and what they don't get from me. Mm-hmm. So if, if a phone rings and it's my husband, I'm gonna pick that phone up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's in my inner core group. Mm-hmm. He's my person and I'm gonna pick it up. Um, if it's a friend that I met, I'm not going to, I'm going to probably send in a voicemail because I don't want to get on the phone and not sure what's going to happen. Well, if it's somebody that's a stranger, then they're probably never going to get a phone call from me or a text. Why? Because this is not the way I communicate with someone like that. Mm-hmm. So that, so you, back to what you're saying, cause I know I'm kind of taking it to a different way, but I want to show you this, which is, um, you really want to work from the inside out, not the outside in. Mm. So if I'm called to be what I do, which is a minister and I travel, then who needs to be okay with that? God, myself, my husband, and my spiritual leader. That's it. Mm. And so that's how I, I do. And then I add the next person. And then when people don't have access to me, then I actually live a more abundant life. So I'm called, I feel like I have so many things I'm called to do and I feel overwhelmed and there's two things I want you to think about. Number one is the Bible says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, for you and I right now, that's our living room. Mm. Like that's our living room. And the enemy wants to overvalue and undervalue atmospheres. Mm, that's good. And it's not, he doesn't. He, I mean, it, the truth is my boys are my congregation of four and I get to live out the gospel every day with them. So it doesn't matter if I'm on a platform, on a mic, that's, that's my world. But the Bible also says we're to minister out of the abundance of our heart. We're, we're to live out of the abundance. So when we're living on empty, and then somebody wants to take more from us, we resent, we get angry, we feel like I have nothing left. And so your job to live the abundant life is to get get really clear on what builds that abundant life in you. There's gonna be seasons where we're living off of empty in some ways. Like you're a new mom, like that's mm-hmm. insane. But the truth <laughs> is... That means your life has to get more simple and you have to get clearer on what gives you life and what, you know, what you can live out of the abundance or the best people in your life are not going to get what they need. So like one of the phrases in the book is protect what matters. And that's what we're talking about. So I'm not protecting your opinion of me is not what matters. My kid's opinion of me is what matters. God's opinion of me is what matters. So we sometimes don't know how to protect what matters, so we protect everything. So one of the mm-hmm. things that the book talks about, I'm not the first one to create this, is the idea of a backpack and a boulder. So in the book, um, in the in the Bible, in the New Testament, it talks about that uh, Paul is talking to the church and he says, you are to bear each other's burdens. And then at the bottom of the verse, he says, but you are to carry your own load. So it feels conflictive, but it's not conflictive if you go in the Greek. So bear each other's burdens in the Greek is a boulder, a crushing load, something someone cannot do for themselves. But each are to carry their own load in the Greek is a daily toil or a backpack. Mm. So if you're overwhelmed, anybody listening to this, if you're overwhelmed, you're usually overly responsible and you're probably carrying people's backpacks. You just are. You're carrying someone's feelings. You're carrying someone's choices. You're carrying someone's thought life. And so you feel overwhelmed. So how do we get free? We give backpacks back and we go, you know, I'm not going to carry my boss's 
choices. Uh, I'm not even going to carry my husband's feelings. Now I'm responsible to him, but not for him. Mm. So I'm responsible to the world around me, how I represent myself in Christ, but I'm not responsible for them. I'm not powerful enough to change anyone. So does that make sense? So you start to kind of go, okay, if God's called me to this, then, and it's out of the abundance of the heart, then how do I get to the abundant life? And that's going to take some work. That doesn't happen overnight. And that doesn't happen with more money, more influence, more, no one has more time. Everyone has the same amount. So it's a stewardship issue. It's not an opportunity issue, and it's definitely not a personnel issue. It's you. You are the you are the root of the problem. <laughs> the issue. That sounds no. terrible, but it's true. I had to learn that. That yeah. I kept thinking everybody is overworking me and violating my my boundaries and doesn't is not appreciative of mm. me. And I had to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Havila, who's in charge of you? Me. Yeah. Are you honoring God? I don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. then go back and ask. So that for our listeners, backpack boulder, very important. Yeah. And when we don't, when we're carrying other people's backpacks, then we're not available to help people with crushing loads. Mm-hmm. And then the church can't be the church because we're busy mm-hmm. carrying our kid's cell phone bill. We can't actually pay for the single mom's gas because we don't have any extra resource. Mm-hmm. So you only have so much resource. So that's the thing you got to challenge yourself on is I can't, I can't travel and minister to thousands of people around the world if I'm worried about uh, my friend's choices obsessively. And, and I'm, I, can't, I wake up in the morning obsessed and I would go to bed. I have to go, that's in their yard. This mm-hmm. is in my yard. I, I will pray. I will be available, but that's it. And I have boundaries even on availability. Do you have boundaries on availability as well? Mm-hmm. How does that work for you with the baby? You know, we're figuring it out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving my job in November. You um, are? Yes. I've been working part-time adoption, foster care. That's been my life Gosh. for five years. Um, and so really it was, you know, it's trying your to figure out. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is where I've been for a while, but now I have to focus on other things. And I'm a firm believer that God opens a lot of amazing doors, but you have to close some behind you. I believe that and too. And if you're going to walk into those. And so for me, it was that hard decision. Oh, it's but terrible. you have to have faith. And that's what God asked us to do. And I try to put it off for a long time, but I believe that delayed obedience can still be disobedience. And so trying to make sure to follow through that. But yeah, you have to figure out this is the times I'm available. If I'm with my 10 month old, I can't just like answer your texts every five seconds. That's right. So I, but I'm learning. I didn't know that. I know. No, you don't know that. You think (laughs) that you think that you're Uh, responsible for that. And I think that was really important is with the age of communication, we believe that every text deserves a text. Every email deserves an email. Every phone call deserves a phone call back. No, it doesn't. Sorry. (laughs) You're going to do it. I always say you have to leave to arrive. Yeah. So you have to leave to arrive. And I just say that over you in your life. Like the, the only way I wrote Bible studies was I quit my job. And we moved in with a family. We had no money. I had to sell one of my cars. It was just a sacrifice, but it's the only reason I'm sitting at this table today. And so for many of our listeners, they need to make the sacrifice to go, am I really going to learn to do life now? This is a new normal. And yeah, yeah, you'll get it. And you will. You you. absolutely will. Oh, well, this has been so encouraging and so inspiring. Like, just so good. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's a little mini message for me. I mean, like this personally. uh, Can can the ministry team please come up? (laughs) (laughs) But it's so good. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, But just thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. I can't wait to hear you later. It's going to be, I'm very excited. And I just want your listeners to know if they want to find me, they can Mm -hmm. find me at Truth 
2table.com mm-hmm. or my full name, if you can spell it correctly, which I can't, <laughs> is HavilaCunnington.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm on socials, mostly on Instagram. Yeah. So you can find me. You're easy me. to find on social. Yes. You're like me. You got the unique name. Uh, so it's real easy it to is, find. I wanted Havila. Somebody has it. <laughs> and I'm afraid they're going to figure out why I want it. I want to like secretly buy it. Like yeah. Havila.com really, or like, Havila. There's like a band out there. And I, I don't know. But I'm just praying that God, I want to trademark Havila, which sounds so egotistical, but I don't mean it. <laughs> I get what it's you mean. purely because then I just don't have to yeah. have a last name. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll figure well, it thank out. Thank you. I'll look for your.com and you can Please. look for my.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Havila Cunnington and McKelty Bloom on Doing Boundaries. Find out more about Havila and her resources, including the book I Do Boundaries at HavilaCunnington.com. Also, check out mnbtg.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.